News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. We spent a good bit of time today unpacking Afghanistan because I, I believe what's happening right now uh, on the crisis unfolding uh, in the place where so many of our, so much of our blood and treasure has been spilt over the last uh, 20 years is, is, is just the greatest crisis of leadership. It's the greatest crisis of foreign policy uh, on the world stage that we've seen in our lifetime. And it's, it's that significant. I'm not trying to be melodramatic when I say that. I believe it's real. Now, listen, uh, folks, I'm going to open up the phone lines a bit. 866-494-9866. 866-494-9866. I'd love to know, how do you perceive what's going on over there right now? How do you perceive um, our, our position on the world stage? Uh, the fact that we are watching this thing unfold in real time in such a way that has caused even our some of our greatest allies to call us out on it. Um, and, and, and so... That being said, I am going to take some calls on this, and, and, and we'll, just, we'll just go ahead and, and, and talk through it a bit together. 866-494-9866. Uh, Copper, I see we've already got a couple on the line. Uh, if you're ready, Copper, let's go ahead and go to line five to Darlene. Uh, Darlene from Decatur, and I understand you're a Gold Star mom, so. Yes. Thank you. Uh, what can I do for you? I wanted to tell you that I really liked Yaffe and Copper. And, and then you came on, and I wasn't sure if I would. Anyway, um, but I love the direction you were headed with um, educating us and empowering us and inspiring us with your show. And um, I feel like now you're just what we need, just what I need as a Gold Star mom because my son died in Afghanistan. And I appreciate you telling us about what it was like there, I love. I appreciate all your experiences in Afghanistan, and I'm hanging on your every word. And um, yeah, I was feeling really bad about the whole thing. Is was it a waste of my son's life? But then you, the story you told about the kids um, hauling water for three hours, and then yeah. you guys, Americans, dug wells and built schools, and made a better life. For 20 years, they had peace, relative peace, civility, and nothing. no um, incidents like 9-11 came to the United States again for that 20 years, and that gave me peace about my son. And I also wanted to say um, I was contacted by a reporter from the Decatur Daily, and I was we had a phone call, and I talked to him for an hour and a half. And uh, the whole time I was quoting you, every time he asked me what I thought, I told him things that you had mentioned on your radio show. <laughs> so I want to thank you and say that I feel bad like I plagiarized you. No, I'm sorry about that, but I'm not have, sorry. because You, had you have information. every right to say anything you want to on that. Uh, Darlene, I, um, I'll try to keep myself composed here for a moment. Uh, your son did and I'm not... getting feedback, so that's why I'm okay. hesitant. As I that, that's that's fine. Let me let me just say to this, Darlene, and and for the better part of our audience too, uh, your son uh, sacrifices is, is is so much appreciated, and uh... thank you. That's what keeps me going. Hearing things like that. Well, it's true, and uh, there is there is nothing that can replace uh, your son. 
but there is there is uh, so much that has been um, gained by his loss, if you know what I mean. And uh, mm-hmm. and there is um, there is no end to the uh, sacrifice that has been uh, made in Afghanistan. And I'm sorry that you've had to go through that. But I will tell you right mm-hmm. now, it was not for nothing. And uh, it was it was absolutely. Uh, uh, the ultimate sacrifice, but it was also uh, uh, something that is greatly appreciated and uh, is a wonder to behold. So, uh, Darlene, mm-hmm. thank you for you, and thank you for uh, your son very much. Thank you. Oh, man, I'm going to need a minute here. So, Darlene from Decatur, uh, thank you for calling in. Uh, don't expect to get caught off guard like that on the, on the air, but, um, mm. well, folks, that's... Uh, that's the thing. You know, I told you yesterday that I've got a, uh, a family member who has been a, um, a VA counselor now for 18 years. And she said that what they're seeing right now uh, in, in Afghan veterans is that the emotions are more strung out than they've been even during the war. Because you don't want to believe that the thing that you sacrificed for or that you lost somebody to uh, was something that uh, didn't have meaning. You know, and that's, that's the thing. Uh, the feckless leadership we have right now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even pulling punches. I'm not even trying to be gracious anymore. The absolute feckless leadership we have from the beta male who holds the presidency right now is, 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 is literally an abdication of authority. It is, it is unconscionable to me that that man who is our president and I respect the office. Uh, and I know that there's times in the military when you salute the rank and not the man. But the truth is, the, the, the notion that he would stand up there not long ago and say no mission was accomplished, well, by God, the mission was accomplished. And people like Darlene need to know that their son won the war. It was the people in the suits that lost the peace. That's what happened. And the fact that uh, she, she is still struggling with a, as a mother with that sacrifice, uh, only to have it exacerbated right now uh, by what is happening unfolding on the far side of the world, and the fact that I'm sitting here signing letters while I'm talking to you on the air, signing letters and, and emailing them out to the Department of State to help people who worked with me as a soldier over there to get out, uh, it, that, 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 that's what this right-side audience is for. That's what this right-side audience is for. And that's why God's given me this platform. This, this particular moment, uh, it's so that I can tell you that your sacrifices were not in vain. Those of you that served, I don't care where you served, Vietnam, uh, you know, Korea, Grenada, Panama, First Desert Storm, um, you know, the war in Iraq, Afghanistan, any number of unnamed conflicts that certain people have had to go to and, and do in the dark of night. I'm just telling you right now, it is not in vain. And good people sleep well at night knowing that you're out there doing what you're doing. And uh, Darlene, thank you so much for that. We got another call on the line that I hope is not going to move my emotions like Darlene did. God bless her. Um, but uh, uh, Kirby from Harvest is on the line, too. Kirby from Harvest, Phil Williams here. Uh, what you got? Yes, sir, Phil. Uh, it's good to talk to you. You've got the same first name as my big brother out west. Must be a uh, good guy. Yeah, well, yeah, Phil was an electronics technician during the Vietnam War, and he worked on the C-121s. Uh, I was trying to find out, because I heard you mention there are organizations, see, I'm not online, so what I want to know, can you give me the name and a phone number for one of those organizations that is trying to fund bringing people back from Afghanistan? Do you have any of those handy? 
Uh, I don't have them handy for those who are trying to bring them back. Uh, some of the ones I heard are more clandestine. Now, I do uh, know we had one caller earlier that talked about, Copper, help me here, was it the Nazarene Fund? Is that what he said it was called? I don't believe so. It was Nazarene something, and I, I apologize for forgetting. I should have written it down. All right, wonderful. Uh, but, uh, but Kirby, uh, yeah, there, there are certain organizations over there uh, right now. And, and so, so here's, here's a few, Kirby, that I, I recommend you look up just in case. Uh, one, I believe, is called the Nazarene Fund. Another is called um, Samaritan's Purse, and that's you know, an organization run by Franklin Graham. Um, and then uh, there was one called Shelter for Life that I don't know if they're over there right now, but Shelter for Life was there when I was there, and I was impressed with how remote they were willing to work and go out there into harm's way, you know, not carrying a gun, just doing good work for good people. Um, so, Kirby, thanks for the call, man. That's what I know uh, right now in terms of organizations. Uh, and there's also a GoFundMe site, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, you can probably look it up on GoFundMe if you get online, but I can't tell you more than that right now. Copper, we got a, we got a couple minutes here. I'll go ahead and take Jerry from Decatur on line three, if you don't mind. Jerry from Decatur, Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. What can I do for you? Hey, Phil. Good to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 Darlene just having uh, called uh, reminded me of, you know, having conversations with people that uh, have those feelings and wonder, was their sacrifice in vain? And I'm reminded uh, of back when the World Trade Center went down. Uh, you know, I'm a retired trucker, and uh, obviously there was a lot of, you know, the TV, you know, showing the planes going into the building and, uh, and the attack that was going on people running for safety and all that. And uh, three nights later, President Bush addressed the nation. And uh, like I said, I'm a retired trucker, but I was on the road that day, and I pulled over so I was a place where I could watch on TV uh, what he had to say because I wanted to know. And uh, I listened to that uh, speech I mean, glued to it, and uh, he made a statement in that speech that uh, when he said it, it was so profound, they must, I come up, I was in a sleeper, and I come up, my feet hit the floor, and I leaned forward to the TV, and I said, what? What a statement. I've never heard us describe like that. And the statement that he made was, he said that this was an attack on freedom and freedom-loving people. I said, man, I ain't never heard us describe like that. There you go. And so, uh, you know, uh, freedom-loving people fight back. And the, wherever uh, uh, anything that comes up against freedom, like Vietnam, communism, uh, terrorism, we might we we got to fight back. We have to take a stand because if we don't, uh, freedom will be history worldwide before long. And then if our flag goes down, it's over. And yeah. so we have to maintain the position that we will fight back. It is something that that the American people expect. That's why we have the best-fed, best-led, best-trained, best-equipped military defense system on the planet. Mm. And like I said, if we don't fight back, we might as well roll out the red carpet. So any loss of life in conflict or war is not in vain. It is, it is standing against any kind of ism that's going to come against us to take our freedom away. And so that's what I wanted to say. Nobody wow. loses their life in conflict for freedom. Wow. Wow. 
Hey man, that that you are definitely a right side ruffian, my brother, and uh, and I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time on the road, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing that. I remember I remember having uh, some of the same thoughts about uh, President Bush's speech, and I wrote down there was one section of the speech too where he was talking about what we were going to do to those who had committed those acts against Americans, and he said we will not yes, falter sir. and we will not fail, and I thought, by God, that's the kind of leadership we have to have right now, and uh, I'm praying for it yeah. to come back. But uh, hey. all right, Jerry. Hey, man, you take care. Thanks for the call. Blessings on you. All right, folks. Well, listen, we're up against that, that break. So let me go ahead and do this. I'm going to go gather myself uh, now. Um, and, and, and I'll just say it again. Uh, what we just heard there was a discussion about freedom loving people and how freedom loving people, when sacrifice is made in, in, the, in the, you know, the pursuit of freedom and on behalf of freedom loving people, there is nothing about it that was wasted. Phil Williams, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We'll be right back. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Folks, I'm telling you right now, I got the best audience in the world. I got true patriots out there. I got people all over the place. And this is an honor to have this platform. I do not take it for granted. Hey, listen, uh, Copper, go ahead and get, um, let's see, I think clip number one. Get clip one ready, because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to that one here in just one second. Uh, but, but listen... Folks, I'm just telling you, and, and I'm almost two hours in. I can't get away from this topic, but almost two hours in, I'm still talking about literally the ramifications of just even today's press conference. So, so here's a couple things that President Biden said in today's press conference. He literally said at one point um, that <laughs> he said that al-Qaeda no longer has a presence in Afghanistan. Minutes later... His, the spokesperson for the, the Pentagon got up and said that al-Qaeda does have a presence in, in Afghanistan. Wait, really? Uh, how about this? At one point, he said that they were in constant contact um, with, with the, the, the Taliban, as he calls them, and, and that he also said uh, that there have been um, uh, no attacks that he's aware of on, on U.S. citizens. And soon thereafter, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin stood up and said there have been attacks on U.S. citizens. And, and then, you know, he's also unsure of certain other facts. And Jennifer Griffin, who was one of the most respected foreign correspondents, wartime correspondents, has spent so much time in Afghanistan and Pakistan and all herself. I've never seen her editorialize, but she gave the most blistering recounting of watching this press conference today. Uh, Copper, go, go ahead and play clip one uh, for me real quick. And let's just, let's just listen to that. Just to give you a little context, by the way, on how little Biden has spoken to the press. To this point in his presidency, Donald Trump had done 50 interviews at this same point. Five times as many as Joe Biden, more than five times, who's only done nine. And you see why, because an unscripted Biden leads to viral sound bites for all the wrong reasons, like, I don't know how you do a withdrawal without chaos ensuing. That's the sound bite you first in Stephanopoulos. That's why you haven't heard from Biden. So if he takes questions, it could be bad. If 
There you go. I mean, there's there's one pundit who's just flat out saying when Biden gets the microphone, it's bad. That's why Biden himself literally goes up to the press uh, uh, sometimes and says, I'm not allowed to take questions. They know why. They're telling him, Mr. President, please don't say anything. You know, it's just it's amazing. Well, listen, we got a caller on the line, and I'm going to wind down this hour taking Steve from Athens. Uh, Steve from Athens, Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. What you got, man? Are you looking for Dave? Uh, well, sir, I was looking for uh, who was on line one. This, this is Right Side Radio. Phil Williams, how are you? Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm an old ranger also. Um, in Ross Perot, during uh, Carter's, before Carter's term or in his term, rescued all his people in Eagles Air from Iraq, and it's so similar to this. It's, it's like he took it right out of Clinton, or not Clinton, pardon me. Uh, the fellow from Georgia. Yeah, Carter. Playbook, so. Yeah, yeah Jim, Jimmy Carter. Carter's playbook, yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's all I got. Well, no, hey, hey, man, thanks for your service. Rangers lead the way, and uh, and appreciate you being in the audience. Uh, you sound like uh, somebody who's been there and done that. So, uh, so my, my friend, thank you so much for being uh, on the show today. Well, listen, he's right. It's like we said earlier. Uh, there, there have been other people – you know, I talked about leadership uh, a couple of days ago in my right side monologue. Is that, that leadership is not about just the military? And I can give you great examples of military leaders, but sometimes leadership is everywhere. And in that particular case, Ross Perot, for all his warts and blemishes when he ran for president and that kind of thing, but Ross Perot, he literally said, I'm not leaving my people behind. And he paid for a mission to get his own people out of Iran. When um, when the uh, the Shah was deposed and uh, the fundamentalists uh, took over uh, and and became what we now have as the uh, uh, Islamic nation of Iran, and so listen, I'm just telling you right now, you're going to see more of that here in the days to come, because this crisis has all the hallmarks of people getting left behind and other people are going to take matters into their own hands. You're going to see corporate rescues. You're going to see um, uh, backdoor mercenary rescues. You're going to see people escaping across other borders into uh, foreign countries and then having to be repatriated. You're going to you're going to see this because right now, the one thing I haven't talked on the show yet, and I'll unpack at the beginning of the next hour, is the fact that uh, there is a a line or a chain of command that certain authorizations have to be given to allow actions to be taken by the U.S. military. We are a nation of laws, and I respect that. But right now, what you're missing, what you're missing is a decisive leader in the White House saying, here's what you've got to do, fellas, and giving the guys in uniform the opportunity to do it. That has not happened yet. I'll come back to that in a minute. Phil Williams. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Also streaming live online at rightsideradio.org. Just click listen live, hear us anywhere. We'll be right back. 